But the topic is confidence. That's what I want to preach on tonight. Um, a lot of people sometimes go, confidence? Gosh, should he be speaking about that? Aren't we supposed to be humble? Do you know that the Bible uses the words um, confident and confidence so, so many more times than it uses the words humility and, and the word humble? It, it uses uh, confident and confidence much more. Um, confidence. What are we supposed to do with it? That's the, that's the tricky thing, isn't it? What are we supposed to do with confidence? Just think about that for a second whilst I look at my notes and prepare to shazam you. <laughs> any, any ideas? I'll tell you something that um, frustrates me about confidence, especially um, in the church. I see a lot of Christians, myself included, um, we put confidence in things that are going to fail every time. We, we put our confidence in things that aren't just, uh, they're just going to fail. And the answer to that question, if you didn't already know, that I, I gave to you before, is what do we do with our confidence? We put it in God. That's what we have to do. We have to place our confidence in God. Um, you see, <laughs> I've got I've written down a few things that I see, you know, people putting their confidence in, and, and myself included. Um, I've gotten written down here, we place sometimes our confidence in wealth. And you get something like the, the GFC come around, and all of a sudden wealth is like pretty frail. Um, a lot of people I know had a lot of wealth stacked up in um, their super and they lost like a third of it just like that wealth it's very frail um, some people put their confidence in their cars I have never been able to do that <laughs> I can say that with confidence I have never been able to do that oh man the amount of times I just want to I just kick my cars Damn you, stupid car. I've had a Holden and a Ford. They both have just caused me so much grief. Um, we, sometimes we put our confidence in our homes and our houses and we build our little castles. Um, and we just go, yeah, this is, I, I'm going to put my confidence in that. That's a, that's a good house. And... You know, I've seen people... Dev I remember one time I was, I was coming home back when I lived with um, my mum and dad. Um, I was coming home from work and I saw this house completely on fire. And it was on our street and I saw the people at the front just going, oh. And, you know, houses, even homes, they're frail. You just got to leave the iron on. And things can happen. Leave that hot plate on. Look out. The, you know, thieves can come in and have a good go at stealing stuff out of your house. It's, it's, it's frail. You can even put confidence in yourself. 
And who knows that you can let yourself down a few times. Um, the reason I'm laughing and why I'm looking and no one is understanding why I'm laughing is because one time, and mum and dad, it's so good that you're here tonight. Let's just give it up for Bob and Donna. Because you might be able to help me with the, the facts of some of this part of the story. I I, it's a bit, whoop, thong's coming off. That's why you should wear shoes. Pastor Julie, you're right. I should always wear shoes. Damn. Um, no. When I was young, I used to get, I got beat up pretty hardcore in year one by like a year four guy. Like every day for a few weeks. It was pretty traumatic. Um, but... I took up martial arts, you, and a few years went on, and I started getting a bit confident. I was starting to place some confidence in my martial arts skills. I was pretty fast and strong, and could kill a man with two fingers. Just, I learned that move, so don't try anything, anyone. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'm in year three now. He's in year six. I got this guy. His time, his time is up. I had that much confidence in my martial arts skills. I saw him on the bottom basketball court. That was a pretty hardcore place to kick it back in Niagara Park Primary School. And he was standing on the edge of the basketball court where there's a little hill that rolls down from it. And I went, I've got him. He had his back turned like... It was like this. I was behind him there, and he was on the edge, standing like this. And I went, yeah, it's my time to strike. <laughs> so as a year three boy, I ran as hard as I could, jumped, and did a fly kick straight. And I just got him straight in the back. <laughs> it was worthy. And um, Bruce Lee would have been proud. And he just went flying down the hill. And I went, yeah. Yes. And I was standing there in this euphoric state of confidence in my own martial arts skills that I, for some reason, didn't notice that he was up and running back up the hill, pretty angry and red in the face. And I was just standing there pretty happy with myself and all of a sudden I was looking up at the year six guy and I went, oh no. And he grabbed me. He goes, Oi, guys, look at this. This is going to be heaps funny. And I'm there going, Oh, damn. And he's got me and just spun me around, spun me around, and just launched me off the hill. I just went flying. And I got pretty pumped. So I studied more martial arts. And became a, a lethal weapon. But um, lucky for him, he left. Um, he obviously went to high school. By the time I was in year six, like, man, I was a killing machine. But the point is, you can't really have confidence in yourself either. Because I promise you, you're going to let yourself down at some point or another. You're going to realize that you are actually quite frail yourself. And that you've got a lot of weaknesses. So we've got to put our confidence in God. Um, and it's just coming to me now, you know, when we are weak, he's strong. Yeah.
Yeah, it's, it's powerful. You know, the Bible says, um, I'm just flying, shooting from the hip. Um, you know, you, I've just talked about how everything is so frail and how everything is um, finite. That's why I like Katrina. <laughs> everything is finite. That's a much better pronunciation, Luke. Um, everything is finite except for one, and that's God. And I love that the Bible says his love endures forever. That's, a, that's one of the only things that it does. God, he lives forever, and he loves us, and that love lasts forever. And when we come into a relationship with him, all of a sudden we become a forever kind of person and we get to enjoy that love that lasts forever. Yeah. So I'm going to take us through some scriptures now. If you've got a Bible, you can dust it off. Hopefully there's not too much dust on it. And we'll go to Jeremiah. If we could get that scripture up. On the big screen, that'd be great. Jeremiah 17. And we're going to go from verse 7 through to 8. It says, But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. My message tonight is called... This is a bit awkward. I've got to get that front page out. Where is your confidence when the heat is on? (laughs) Um, It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. And it has no worries in a year of drought. And never fails to bear fruit that's a promise that the lord gives us when he sees us put our trust and our confidence in him i just want to read out what i wrote down from that um, scripture a person whose confidence is in god does not falter when the heat is on or when adversity comes their way but when a person doesn't have their confidence in god when the heat is on, you usually find they become fearful. Their fruit, their roots, sorry, aren't solid and they are tossed by the winds of adversity. They find their leaves wither and die and sadly they stop bearing fruit. See, when you put your confidence in anything else but God and that fails, what happens? You're shaken up. You're shaking right up. And like I said in there, you you start to get swayed and and you get knocked around by whatever it was that's just rocked your confidence. The heat comes on and you start freaking out. One of the first things it says, it says those who place their trust and and, um, confidence in God is that they will not fear. When you don't have a confidence in God, it is a scary place to live. Things happen and it, it just rock, it actually rocks your world. But when you stand on the rock, 
Jesus Christ, nothing can rock you. When your confidence is in him, nothing can rock you. When you're off that rock, it's easy to get rocked. <laughs> okay. Um, let's go to 2 Corinthians. And we'll go to um, chapter 3. If I could get that one up as well. 4 to 6. Such confidence as this is ours through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Who, when they get encouraged by whoever's speaking to go and be a great witness for Christ, starts to go, oh, flip, that's a bit scary. Being a witness for Christ. When you get encouraged to go into your sphere of influence and shine the light that Jesus has shone upon you, does that get a little bit daunting? Do you start to think, oh, man, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can do that. You take, you know... It's kind of a healthy thing, you know. You, you're not confident in yourself to do that, to actually do it in a good way. But God says, put your confidence in him because it's him that makes you competent to be able to do that. You know, you don't have to be a profound speaker. You don't have to be like Garth Ball, who is one of the, seriously, he is one of the greatest communicators going around. He is such a good preacher. But you don't have to be like that. You can be like me. <laughs> or you can be like yourself and go out and have confidence in God because he's the one that makes you competent as a minister of Christ's redemptive love. So you can go out in confidence and all you've got to do is be yourself, love God and love people, and God's going to make you competent to have such a great, positive effect on your sphere of influence everyone's got a sphere of influence everyone big small doesn't matter you've got one and you are getting called by god by his by his church to go out and minister for him just be just be yourself love god and love others how about we start there that's a great place to start and when you do that with your confidence in the Lord, he makes you competent to do that work. You don't have to be good. You don't have to razzle-dazzle people with amazing words like me. Like, I say, like, finit. Like. But you guys are getting blessed. I know it. That's <laughs> don't have to be competent. God makes you competent. Boom. Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews. Now, this, this part is really important that we get a good, solid hold of this. Um, see, even that barely made sense. But I really want us to grab a hold of this. Um, new Christians, old Christians, people that don't even have a relationship with with Jesus Christ. I want you to hear this 
and know this. Um, if we could get that up, it's easier than reading it from my Bible. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Now, put your hand up if you've ever sinned before. You know? Oh, yeah. Look at all these people. Are like. You know, there's a good chance that a lot of us have sinned today. And there's a pretty good chance that a lot of us are going to sin tomorrow. Um, but what God really, what really hurts God it, when we sin, right? That hurts God. But what really hurts him is when we run away from him when we sin. See, that's why he sent Jesus. You don't have to run away from God. You don't have to run away from God. See, I'll just read out what I've got here. Um, don't run away from God. Don't think that God just can't wait to get his hands on you and punish you and hate on you. No. We must never forget that Jesus Christ was tempted in every way. And even though he conquered every temptation, we still have a God that is able to sympathize with our weaknesses. Therefore, go running towards God when you have sinned or are struggling with sin. And when you run to him, run with confidence so that you may receive mercy and grace to help you in your time of need. Let's, can I just have that scripture up again? Just the last part. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. He's there for us. You know, we can be confident in him. Do you know why? Because he loves us. And his love endures forever. You know. Could I uh, maybe get a... Uh, a piano player. <laughs> I was going to try and pronounce the other way, but I thought it could get awkward because my pronunciation is pretty bad these days. Um, Dan's going to play piano. Wow, you're going to you're going to woo woo us with the with the guitar. Nah, that's good. <laughs> good Lord, Luke, where do you get off? Where do you get off? <laughs> um, so, how's everyone's confidence going lately? Good. Um, what I want to do is do a bit of a confidence boost right now. So, we as a church can move forward tonight when tonight's done and we've taken a step forward in our faith tonight. That's what I want us to do as a body, you know. So, I'm going to give us... Uh, I'm going to do my best to boost your confidence so you can place it in God afresh 
and just run as hard as you can this, this week, okay? So what it's going to take is a bit of crowd participation. I've done this before. When I go like this, you have to say me, okay? So, for example, let's just um, give it a bit of a trial. Who thinks that I, second to Neil, of course, am the hottest man in this room? Okay. That didn't really work as well as I wanted. <laughs> oh, come on. That's what? Okay, okay. I'll, tr- I'll, I'll do it for real this time. And please say me when I do this. Okay. You ready? Let's just give it a try. I'm not going to try and trick you with crazy ways about making me feel good about my looks. Okay, let's just try it. That was great crowd participation. Are you ready to, to, to do it for real? Okay, here we go. God loves me. Yeah. God wants to be in an intimate dynamic and eternal relationship with yeah i love that enthusiasm jesus came to earth died on a cross for me oops and rose again on the third day for that's right Man, I didn't do that. Whoop, whoop. I've got the whoop, whoop on all the me's, but I've missed that me. <laughs> Did you get what I was trying to do just then? Did you get it? How's your confidence going? You know, his love endures forever. And he loves us so much. You know, I talked about having an eternal, dynamic, intimate relationship with your creator. And whether you believe it or not, do you know that you were created to have that relationship? That's why you were created. He just longs to be in relationship with you. Longs to. And he longs so much and so hard that 2,000 years ago, See, there's this thing that separates us from God. And a lot of us know this already. But do you remember when I asked if if you'd sinned before? Sin separates us from God. And you know what? We deserve for that sin. We deserve death. And we deserve to be separated. From God, And you know what? That broke God's heart so much that what he did, he's gone, nah, nah, I can't have this. I want my people. I want those that I created to find their true purpose in life. 
And that is to have a relationship with your creator. So what he did to fix that up, to fix up that gap, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to come to earth. I said it before. He actually died on a cross for our sins. And his heart at the time, it was filled with that love that endures forever. He thought about you. He thought about the person sitting next to you. He thought about every soul that's ever lived on earth and that ever will live on earth. And as he hung there on that cross and bled every drop of blood out of himself, his heart was just filled with that love that endures forever. And he died, took all of our sin, took all of our sin, all the sin that we've done, all the sin that we might have done today, all the sin that we're going to do in the future. He took it all and died on a cross died on a cross that was actually our destiny was to die on a cross you know our sin the penalty of our sin is death but jesus went nah i'm not having this i'm gonna take it he died on that cross took all of our sin all of our shame died on a cross then he rose again on the thing He rose again on the third day, victorious. And do you know what happened? All of a sudden, humanity has this amazing, amazing opportunity to reconnect with their maker, to find their true purpose and true destiny in life, which is to have a relationship, a relationship, a real relationship with your maker. Let's just give Jesus a clap for that amazing job. Thank you, Lord. So, so what I want to do tonight is two things. I want you guys especially those that have heard the story of the gospel, what I've just spoken about, about Jesus Christ, if you aren't completely confident in your God after hearing that, there's something wrong with you. (laughs) He's done everything. All you have to do is put your confidence in him. That's all you have to do. And let me promise you this, that when you do that, when you place your confidence in him, it's, it's, it's just the blessed way. Those scriptures, you know, read them, write them down. Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8. 2 Corinthians 3, 4 to 6. Hebrews 4, 15 to 16. They speak of how much it pleases God when you put your confidence in him. When you put your confidence in him, that blesses him. Because <laughs> he knows 
that everything else is frail. Everything else will fail you. Everything else will let you down. But he knows that he won't let you down. He will never let you down. He will never leave you or he will never forsake you. He loves you and that love endures forever. So what I would really like to happen is that the people in the house right now would place your confidence. I I, I urge you to place every ounce of confidence you have and put it in God. Put it in God. Take it out of wealth. Take it out of yourself. Take it out of your family. Take it out of everything. Cars. Cars are just terrible. Take it out of everything. There's no point in being confident in anything else but God. Put it in God afresh tonight. And my second, my second heart's desire is for those that may not have a dynamic, eternal, and intimate relationship with their creator. My heart goes out to you guys tonight. I remember being in a church meeting when I didn't have a relationship with Christ. And I remember freaking out, going, man, God is real. Flip. (laughs) And it spun me out so much, I even ran out the back door. (laughs) I was just freaking out. The concept was so mind-boggling. There goes someone. No. No. Look. If you're in the house tonight and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to invite you right now as we all stand. Come on, why don't we just all stand? I just want to invite you right now just to lift your hand if you want to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ so that you can know your creator, find your true purpose in life to finally come home. God knows you, he loves you, and he's right now got his hand outstretched saying, let's do this, let's do life, let's walk together. Do you know that I know everything about you? I created you. I know how you think and how you feel. I know how you hurt, and I want to heal that. So if you're here tonight, And you want to come into the best relationship you will ever find. I just want you to lift your hand. Is there anyone tonight that wants to connect with their creator and live the most blessed life you could ever imagine? Just lift that hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 